Switched on on F104. And once again, I am joined by Kira Sheehan, founder of Orb Media. Hello. Hello, Louise. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks once again for chatting to us. So we're talking Cultureverse and the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Yeah, so this is a good news story. It's about community and Web3. And it's about um, an event that's happening in a platform called Spatial. And it is to mark the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Mm -hmm. And it's inclusive. It's designed around highlighting and showcasing the work of underrepresented creatives who are black. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that Walmart are playing a part in this. So Walmart have this platform that's specifically designed so that creators from underrepresented communities can create art, um, things like um, coffee cups, cushions, um, individual commission pieces of art on the Walmart platform. Mm-hmm. So on the Walmart website, if you like, or kind of a marketplace. And they've taken it one step further now. So next month, at the end of the month, they're going to launch the um, their spatial space so that they can recognize the artists and draw in together like an inclusive community with events, NFTs, um, events where people can come in as their own little avatars and discuss hip hop. No doubt there will be some big hip-hop names released that hasn't come out yet, but I think they will. But it's a really good news story because it's taking the narrative away from the tech bros and mm. the board Apes gang, and it's really making it more of a community event than just in just a space within that spatial platform. So spatial is a bit like if you were to put on a VR headset and pick the world. They have different worlds that are linked together where you can go in and mix with people that you don't know. And the good thing is that this is going to bring in a really diverse crowd. It's going to be open to everybody. It's a free platform. And I think it's going to be the start of a real effort at inclusivity in Web3. It's really nice and the creating of community because we were we were talking about that a, a couple of weeks ago as well. It's That's kind of what you want and that's what we need at the moment, I think, isn't it? Yeah, because one thing that has been proven in the metaverse is that just because you build it does not mean mm. anyone will come so that there has to be a community-oriented goal. Mm-hmm. And I think this fits the bill, and I'm really happy to see like that hip-hop is being recognised, because don't forget, it wasn't recognised for years in the awards industry in the, in the States. But it's being recognised and showcased. I'm surprised it's only 50 years of it, to be honest. I know, I know. But listen, it's 50 years with a brand new type of technology, which in itself True. is a great way to elevate the story. Absolutely. So that's a really nice story for the week. And then Pinko. Yeah, so I have to admit, right, guilty pleasure. Pinko <laughs> are one of my favourite brands. I came across them on holidays in Italy and they have a concession brand, Thomas, and they have a store in Kildare Village, which is great because they do lots of discounted stuff. So Pinko have this range of handbags and they're kind of one of those ranges, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not like huge, hugely labelled or really obvious, but they're really good quality. And they're dainty and they just make them in a, in a, in a really kind of um, detailed kind of a boutique way. So what they've done is they've taken 15 NFTs of different de- designs of bags and they're launching the bags before they launch in the real world, which is great. So mm-hmm. they, they weren't that expensive and the way they have instructed their customers to buy them is really clear. And this is what I like. So it said... You will need 0.4 Ethereum in your digital wallet. You will also need 0.1 Ethereum for the gas fees. And the gas fees is the fee that they charge in order to process the transaction. 
mm-hmm. on the blockchain. But I thought that was a really good way to do it in steps instead of panic stations. Instead of somebody who is struggling. Now, it is a really small amount. If anybody wants to have a look, just look. Just put in Pinko Metaverse into, into Google and you'll see the detail and the quality of the NFTs and how they've created them around things like, like butterflies and kind of bags of candy and bags of sweets and really cute kind of um, just quirky dis- different designs. And what the whole idea then is that they will launch their own Metaverse, which is their own kind of spatial immersive space. I think it's quite soon. I think it's in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. And then people can go into them and with their avatar, they can have their little pinko bag as an NFT. Mm-hmm. And it's just that it's, they're launching virtual before they launch the real version. It's the right way to do it, to build your community. I was and going to ask you if you thought that was a good way to, to Yeah, I do, it. because the problem I have with all these luxury brands is like... It's all about privilege. Mm. And like Gucci have this thing where they had this virtual, this kind of like a lucky box, right? And if you bought the NFT, you got access to real world product. And then there were certain things in this box that you couldn't get anywhere else. And the thing about that to me is, yeah, that's all fine if you're in the 1%. Mm. What about the people who aren't in the 1%? What about the people who save up for a 500 euro handbag once every three years? You know, they're, they don't get a look in. But I think at this level, I think Pinko... Don't get me wrong, like, they're not the same price as ASOS.com, but they're, they're an investment piece, and I think it's a good way to bring people who aren't really in that space into engaging with their brand in a really progressive way, and yeah. it's really well done. Because you don't want to start by excluding people. That's not going to reach your goal. It's not going to reach the overall goal for the common good, mm-hmm. but it is going to reach the goal of people who want to hit a certain KPI in their business plan or sell an amount of product to a certain cohort. What What is more important, I suppose, when it comes to Web3 and, and building this community that I suppose we're still kind of getting used to? Well, it has to be for the people, by the people, in my experience. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, now, not everybody in Web3 would agree with that because it, you know, it has, a lot of the traction has been built on money, wealth, privilege and access to technology. Mm-hmm. There's no other way around it. But the thing is, it, as the technology develops and as more and more brands come on board, you know, if you could get, like, um, a fa- one of your favorite brands to do an NFT of your favorite thing, your favorite beauty product, or, you know, um, your favorite bag that you bought on holidays five years ago, you know, that type of thing, yeah. your favorite football jersey. Imagine if the Dublin football team had NFTs of the year they won a particular trophy. Mm-hmm. Those type of things is really where the mass appeal is, yeah. rather than the... 25 people who could afford to buy a 45 grand handbag and got an NFT to go with it. Yeah, it's, it's a better way to get people involved in, in World 3 or Web 3 even. Absolutely. And I think like, you know, market sectors like that are local, like the GAA, have huge potential to really bring this to all of the people involved in their sport and their community and to democratise it just for, for everybody's good. Yeah. And now we've mentioned this a couple of times over the last few weeks, but World Coin is back. World Coin, episode three. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, weird and wonderful. Oh my God. What's going on? So, so if this was Netflix, you just go skip intro, right? So, <laughs> so the latest on World Coin, which is basically scan an eye for AI, the latest is that it's come out in the news that in Uganda, World Coin have been employing people for a year to go and get people to sign up in Uganda in shopping malls, in universities, anywhere where there's a queue. And they're paying commission 
for the people to get other people to scan their eyeballs. So they're paying up to 25 coins, mm-hmm. which have a value of $50 each. And the highest earner then gets more money. So their offices in Nairobi have been raided by the Kenyan government. And now some of the staff who have been working for WorldCoin are starting starting to come out and are saying that they were never entirely comfortable, that the people they recruited in shopping centres and universities um, and busy urban areas did not understand what they were doing. And now they're having a long, hard look at themselves to see, you know, what role did they play in this data scrape, for want of a better word. It sounds like chaos. It does sound like chaos, and it is literally episode three. So um, let's see what unravels. I know that the UK government, the French government, and I think the EU is looking into WorldCoin as an entity. Mm -hmm. So let's see uh, what the next episode brings. Well, we'll find out next week, Kirishi, and thank you so much. Thanks, Louise.